0: AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The
1: Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you, and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. And, you know, I was thinking that God asks us questions sometimes, and sometimes he just tells us. And uh, in the book of Joshua, there is a particular moment in Joshua chapter 6 that has really caught my attention because Joshua is about to go into uh, that, that walk, that journey of, of taking Jericho. I, I don't know if we can call it a battle, uh, but he looks and he sees Jericho, and the Bible says in verse 1, it says that the the walls were securely shut up nobody could get in no one could get out and Joshua was there at the cusp of one of the great victories in in the old testament in the promised land and he and he could see that and then and then he hears from God in verse 2 says that the Lord spoke to Joshua and he says see i have given you jericho into your hands i have given you the king and all of its mighty men. And I find that that contradiction so interesting. And I want to ask you that question. What do you see today? What do you see as Joshua was standing before the walls? He could naturally and normally see the wall standing between him and his victory. The wall standing between him and what God had promised him. But God gave him a word. And I want to remind you. Perhaps God has given you a word, and what we need to hold down to is not so much what we see, but what we have heard God say. And God told Joshua, see, don't see the walls, don't see the limits, don't see the distractions, don't see what the doctor said, don't see what is going on around you, see, I have given you the city, I have given you a promise. I have given you the healing. I have given you the job. I have given you the marriage. I have given you, you put, you put in there what it is that God has given you. And today begin to march forward towards what God has given you. As verse three goes on uh, the verse, verse three begins and it says march. So begin to move forward. We know that faith is not just sitting still doing nothing. Faith is something that we have to put into action. So today, people, what do you see? What are you looking at? Are you going to see what God says to see? Or are you going to see the problems and the struggles that are before you? It's up to you. And so we're here again in the KSLR studios. And we are at the Church of the Week studio. And I'm very happy because I have another local church pastor here with me today. And I say this pretty much every week. I enjoy Uh, listening to and following some of the national preachers, men and women of God that speak all over the globe and they minister and they, and they bring a powerful word. But there is a special place in my heart for those men and women uh, that are local, those men and women that we see on Sundays when we go to church uh, and maybe we don't see them on TV, but we see them in person. And so today I have the privilege of having with me the pastoral care pastor, of faith church right here in san antonio pastor johnny smith and uh you're with us and thank you johnny for being with us today
2: yes well thank you pastor marcus i appreciate the opportunity to be here on the radio and just sharing what god is doing nothing but good things he's doing nothing but good things
1: I'm glad to hear that. Some people, some people are just full of complaints and full of bad news, but we have the good news. Yes, we do. We have the good news. Jesus saves. He loves us. God hasn't changed his mind about us. Yes. you know, And so he still loves us. So that's why we shouldn't quit. That's why we should continue pressing forward. Amen. And so, Johnny, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where, where are you from?
2: Well, I uh, was born in El Paso, Texas, uh, but raised here most of my life, all yeah. my life. Uh, was raised in a Christian family. Uh, didn't necessarily mean that I was a Christian, even though I was raised. But um, um, my mother was a single mother. My father passed away um, when I was four years of age because I was adopted okay. So into a Christian family. And I praise God for that yeah. because God had a purpose in it. He had a plan, even when no, I couldn't see it, my parents couldn't see it, but God had a plan uh, of why I was adopted and uh, came into a Christian family. And my mother always went to church. She was faithful. She was a faithful woman, uh, always going to church. And uh, she raised me, raised me and my sister. And my sister was quite a bit older than I was. But uh, she raised me because I'm the youngest. Right. So um, she took me to church. And as I grew up uh, as a teenager, at 16 years of age, I gave my life to Christ, uh, went to a retreat
1: uh, a youth rally. So, tell me a little bit about that. You're, I don't want you mm-hmm. to rush through this. Okay, tell me a little bit about that. How was that conversion moment for you? Uh,
2: that conversion moment was um, where God was tugging at my heart. Yeah, and uh, going through this, uh, um, not having a father, not having a father figure around, um, was was it was hard. It was hard growing up because my mother uh, had to be both. Mm-hmm. She had to be a father and a mother to me. But in her testimony, she she, she, uh, she lived it out. She practiced right. what she preached. Right. And uh, I saw that my mother was a strong woman of faith. She believed that God was going to come through for her in her healing, in her body, and also financial. Whatever the trial that she was going through, whatever the situation, God brought her through. I always saw that. And at the age of sixteen, when I gave my life to Christ, um I was uh I was empty inside yeah. at the age of sixteen. And uh it was um a youth pastor that uh that had a uh youth rally. Okay. And in this youth rally they made an invitation for anyone that wants to come to Christ. And and as they made that invitation, I I, I could feel that God was tugging at my heart. Went up front to the altar, gave my life to Christ. And after that, um, I was 18 years of age. Um, about two years after I gave my life to Christ, graduated high school, had an opportunity to meet my father, my real father, uh, in person. And, uh, I told my mother, my adopted mother, I said, I, I want to meet my father. And, uh, she said, okay, you know, she wasn't against it. She didn't give me a hard time about it. Uh, she was for it, you know, and, uh, Went to go visit, went to go see my father. And uh, in fact, he flew down to San Antonio. Uh, and we met in a restaurant, and in less than five minutes uh, of meeting him, he shot me down. He didn't want to have a relationship with me. Uh, all these thoughts going through my mind uh, that we were going to do father and son time. We were going to go right. to baseball games, football games. We were going to have a good time together. All these things going through my mind uh, were shot down in less than five minutes. And he told me. In the middle of that restaurant he said i know who you are and now you know who i am but my family in arizona will never understand how you came to be because when i met your mother she was nothing to me and um that crushed me yeah at the age of 18 crushed me and uh i went back uh to my mother and i cried on her arms and cried on her shoulder and so loving Mm -hmm. the love of god just just penetrated that room." as she gave me the hug and as she took me in her arms and, uh, as she was comforting me, uh, she knew exactly what to tell me. She knew exactly how to say it. Right. Uh, it was, it was so compassion with, with love, her words filled with love and compassion. And, uh, then years later, uh, at the age of 40, um, I started getting sick and it was in November of 2011. But before then, yes, I went to church and, Uh, gave in the offerings and gave my tithes. You were serving the uh, Lord. I was serving the Lord, yes, all this time. Um, At the age of 37, I met my beautiful wife, uh, Maggie, and we got married in 2008, uh, July 26 of 2008. We got married, and it didn't necessarily mean just because I went to church that I was committed. Right. You know, and uh, I I wasn't devoted like I should have been. I wasn't committed like I should have been. But um, at the age of 40... I started getting sick, and uh, in November of 2011, I started vomiting, and I was at work at this time, and I didn't understand why. My stomach was nauseated. I was uh, just feeling sick, running fever. Uh, I would still get up the next morning and go to work. I didn't want to miss work. I, n- I hardly ever called in to work, but, um, but when, when it would hit me, I would be in the restroom for 45 minutes to an hour. And I didn't understand what was going on. I thought it was just a virus that I picked up. So I went to the doctor the next day or a couple of days later, and the doctor said, okay, well, I'm going to put you on this medication. Hopefully it will help you. If not, come back in 7 to 10 days. Then we'll see what we can do. The medicine, medication didn't help. Uh, the, the, the medicine that he put me on um, did not stop the vomiting. It did not stop the fevers. Um, and uh, about uh, 7 to 10 days later, I went back to the doctor and uh he said you know i don't know what's going on with you it could be your appendix it could be this it could be that he was just giving he was me just guessing yeah he was just guessing and uh i said doctor this is where it hurts it hurts right here and i'm still vomiting i'm spending most of my shift at work in the restroom and my boss understood you know because I, like like i said i hardly ever called in sick i never got sick to the point where it was like this mm-hmm. to, to this magnitude and so um I spent most of my time in the restroom on my shift, and I would have to leave work, come home early, lay down, um, just be in the bed pretty, mo- pretty much most of the day. The next day, I didn't feel like going to work, so I would call in and uh, went, finally went back to the doctor again. And I said, this, this regimen that you have me on, this medication is not helping. I don't know what you plan to do, but this is what I'm going through. I'm vomiting night and day, constantly. He said, well, I'm going to refer you to a GI specialist. So he referred me to a GI specialist, a few days later went, they did some tests and they found that I was diagnosed with gastroparesis, which, was, uh, which is an infection in the intestinal tract that causes vomiting. Mm-hmm. And the, the vagus nerve in my stomach was paralyzed to where the doctor explained to me, he didn't understand how it becomes paralyzed, but once it becomes paralyzed, it's irreversible. And that right. means that whatever you eat or drink, it stays in your stomach. It just stays there. And it it doesn't digest. So right. eventually it's going to come back up. Well, um, it got to the point where I was vomiting 20 to 30 times a day. Oh, my goodness. 20 to 30 times a day, my stomach would be bloated um, on the right-hand side of my uh, – uh, like a basketball. Yeah. And uh, I would be bedridden uh, not just for, for hours, uh, for days. I would be bedridden, vomiting, uh, fever, fever. Um, I was in the hospital in December of 2011. They removed my gallbladder. They thought, the doctor, the surgeon right. thought, well, maybe that's what's, it. That, that's what's going on with you. Remove the gallbladder. I was still vomiting. They sent me home. And they, this was already in January of 20, uh, 2012. 2012. Um, so when I had surgery, I'm sorry, let me back up. It was December 2011 mm-hmm. that I had surgery. So in January 2012, when I came home, I was still sick, still vomiting. And about three months later, I, uh, I lost my eyesight for no apparent reason. I was blind, and I didn't understand what was going on, why I was blind. Completely why, blind. Completely blind. The only thing I had was light perception. That's the only thing I had. So if somebody flicked on the, the switch in the room, I know that you were there. Somebody was there. I only had light perception. And um, uh, like I said, about three months later, I lost my, I lost my uh, eyesight through an MRI. And I, they, they put me in there because they were doing a scan of the brain. And when I was in there, my vision was going. And at first I thought it was lighting in the lighting in the canopy where they had me in. And my, my eyes started getting blurry. The, the vision, the central part of my vision started going. So they, I called the technician. They pulled me out of there. And I called my doctor. The doctor said, get to an ophthalmologist right now to see what's going on with your eyes. By the time I got there, I could only see if I strained it just enough out of the corner of my eye, I could see. If I strained it just enough, but the central part of my vision and both eyes were gone wow. and I only had light perception. So the ophthalmologist, he put me in the chair and he looked at the optic nerves to see in the retina, the corn, everything of it was working. It was working. And I could see that light that's, that was so bright deep into my into my nerves. I mean, it was hurting. And I told but I told the the doctor, I cannot see you and I cannot see anybody. I can only have I only have light perception. So what's going on with my eyes if the optic nerves are are working, the cornea, the retina, everything's working. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. He said, I don't understand it either. He said, but you're going to need uh, to go uh, come back to me in a few days and see what I can do. Uh, let's see if your vision does come back, you know, because I don't understand why your vision's gone. So by the time I got home, I was really depressed. I mean, I was really down. I told my wife, I said, just, just sit me down here in the living room. And uh, she left the room. And it was just me and God. And I said, God, I I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why I'm I'm sick, why I'm ill. I don't understand why I'm blind, why I lost my eyesight just like that. But you do. You understand. Even though I'm in this situation right now because it looks bad and it looks bleak. And uh, God, I don't know what's going on, but you do. And uh, so from that time on, uh, I was vomiting, uh, still blind for four and a half years had passed. In 2014, of August of 2014. So, you, wait a minute. You're yes. talking
1: four and a half years, you had lost your eyesight. Yes. Uh, the, the, the vomiting and the stomach issue s- still there. was still there. Yes.
2: The bloating, everything was still there. So
1: how were how you eating? How were you alive? How were how you getting any sustenance? I was eating baby food, crushed
2: food. Mm. Um, I was drinking water and no milk. No juices because it would come back up. Right. I would drink water. I would drink, um, let's see, it would be uh, what the doctor prescribed for me. Like it was like baby food infamil, like mm-hmm. that, and uh, mashed potatoes. I, it all had to be smushed food. Right. It couldn't be whole food, like a burger, no. Chicken, no. Whole chicken, nothing like that. It had to be crushed like baby food. So no big red. No big red. It was, it was boost. That's what I was yeah. on. The doctor has, uh, prescribed me that boost in vanilla flavor or chocolate flavor. That went down, and that stayed down, and the crushed food, some stayed down. Right. But yet I was still vomiting 20, 30 times a day. Wow. It, it didn't stop. And, and the, the doctors wanted to put me on a regimen that would maintain the vomiting. And I told the doctor, said, no, I want something that's going to take away the vomiting, right. not something that's going to maintain it. So in 2014, in August, four and a half years later, yes, uh, yes. In August of 2014, uh, my wife had heard about a service that was going on at a church and it was a miracle night service. Right. And uh, she would, she would take me a couple of times I would go. And, uh, but there were times on, on those Friday nights that I was just, I, I couldn't go. I was too sick. My body was too weak because I lost all my nutrients uh, from vomiting so right. much. So in uh, January of 2015, I'm going to speed up to to that time. Um, my wife had uh, taken me to the GI specialist, and we we had switched GI specialists from one to another. Mm-hmm. We thought maybe this GI specialist, this doctor, uh, would be better, maybe in prescribing me some medication, and you know, let, let's see what, what this doctor can come up with. So went to this GI specialist, and um, she said. I'm going to put you on a regimen on a medication that's going to maintain the vomiting, but in this medication is not going to take it away. But it's going to it's going to have side effects and it's going to give you ticks in the brain. And at that moment, when she told me that in her office and my wife was with me, I said, no, I'm not going on any more regimens, no more medication. I was already on 11 or 12 different medications just for the stomach. Yeah, just for just for that, not for the blindness or anything, just for that. And I told the doctor, I said, no, I'm not going on anymore. Medicines. This is it. She walked out of the office and I told my wife, I said, we're going to trust God in this. I am tired mm. of being sick and tired of being sick. There's got to come a time in a, in a person's life where they've got to be so tired, whether it's of their sickness or of their sin, it's making them sick to the point where where God is drawing them to the cross, right. where God is drawing them to forgiveness. Where God's drawing them to a new life, a new creation in him. And at that point, I told my wife, we're going to trust God. We're going to trust God in everything that we have. And we're going to step out on a limb of faith. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to step out and believe that he's going to heal me of my stomach and give me back my eyesight. I'm not taking anything less. I'm going to believe by faith that God, you're going to do it. It's not going to be by no medication or by any doctor. It's not going to be by any medical staff. It's going to be you and your word because by your stripes, I'm healed. That's and I right. quoted that word every day, Isaiah 53, 5, every day. And I confessed the word when I was in bed ridden and I would pull myself up and my wife was at work and I would be listening to, to praise and worship. I would pull myself out of the bed sick and vomiting with fever and go to the mirror in the hallway and i would sh- i would i would put my my hands on my eyes and confess lord i confess your word i confess that i have vision i believe your word i'm stepping out in faith and believing that as small as a mustard seed is I believe that you're going to restore my vision. You're going to give it back to me. And just as you healed the blind man in the book of Matthew, Lord, you can heal me. And I'm believing with everything that I have within me and way down deep inside. I believe, Lord, that you're going to give me my vision back and you're going to heal me of this uh, sickness, this disease that has hit my stomach. Mm. You're, you're going to do it. You're the one that's going to do and I would do it every day. Yeah. No matter how sick I was, I would pull myself out of bed and go to that mirror and confess God's word confess it. Confessing God's word does something to you. It does something to your mind, to your heart and to your spirit. Because when you get God's word into your mind, it filters down into your heart and it filters down into your spirit. When you have it way down deep, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He lives in you. He breathes in you. His DNA is your DNA. He lives in you. And when you confess the word of God and you're not doubting, but you're confessing it mm-hmm. to know that the word of God is truth way down deep. That's when God starts doing something. That's when in the, in the moment of silence, when you're sick or in the moment of silence, when you are uh, depressed, when you are angry, when you are uh, bitter in that moment, God's speaking and tugging at your heart, his word. Yeah. He wants you to turn over everything to him, surrender it. And I had surrendered it. I kept holding on to the sickness, holding on to what
1: doctors were saying, and and holding on. So tell me, now you've got me hanging on every word. Mm -hmm. What what happened? You started confessing, so you were blind.
2: Yes. What what happened? Yes. So I started confessing the Word of God. Kept confessing the Word of God until uh, it was that Monday. My wife drove me back home, and God spoke to me on that Monday. He said, "Get ready for your miracle because I'm going to do something in your life. I'm going to do the one thing that you've been asking for me to do." This week on Friday, and your wife is going to take you to this Friday night miracle service, but i'm going to do it there, and i 'm going to show you who you are in me and who I am in you. Wow, I prepare for my miracle, and the best way to prepare for a miracle brother, I tell you what is to get into the presence of God is to get into praise and worship, just surround yourself in the spirit of God and mm-hmm. the praise and worship, and it does something to your mind yeah. does something to your heart and your spirit
1: all that so week, that that week you were just in, in his presence, yes. you're just worshiping, yes. playing music, yes. getting yes. ready for Friday. Getting ready for
2: Friday, getting ready for my marriage.
1: You went to church on Friday. Went to church on
2: Friday. My wife had picked me up, and on that Friday, I was sick like a dog. I mean, I was vomiting. I had fever, but I told my wife, and she had called me from work. She said, are you ready for me to pick you up? I said, yes, I am. Uh, it's going to take me a couple hours to get ready, but I'm ready. I'm going because I, I'm sick, but I'm going, mm-hmm. and I promise that I'm going. So I went, sick and everything. We drove up to the parking lot. My wife helped me into the double door of the parking lot, double doors. We went in. I didn't care if I was stepping on people's feet. The service was already in progress <laughs> at this point. We were a little late, but better late than never yeah. because God showed up. Yeah. And I walked in through the double doors, trampling on people's feet, getting to the altar, felt with my stick, the altar, laid it down. I, I raised my hands. And all I remember as I raised my hands and said, God, I'm here. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm here right now knowing that you're going to do a miracle in my body. You're going to do something that I'm expecting you to do because you said that you were going to do it all this week. You said, prepare for my miracle. Lord, you're going to do it. I had my hands up and I remember somebody coming and praying for me and I hit the floor. And when I hit the, when I hit the floor, I heard in my spirit. From this day on, you'll never vomit again. And I felt like a hand as it was going into my stomach, Mm. twisting and turning that obstruction, just pulling it out.
1: Wow!
2: Never vomited ever again, ever since that day. Had no stomach issues. The bloating went everything. I was still blind, Mm -hmm. but everything else, the stomach ailment, everything went. God healed me on March 13th of 2015. On that Friday night, God came into a room and he healed me and he touched me with love. Then let, let me speed up to my eyesight. Um, three months later, I said, "God, God, if you if you could heal me, because you healed me of my stomach ailment, because you healed me, Lord, I know that you can heal me um, of my of, of giving me my eyesight back." And He gave me my eyesight back on May 23rd of.
1: 2015, and so now you're healed and whole. Yes. No more vomiting. No more vomiting. Your eyesight. No. I'm standing. I'm here in front yes. of you. You don't have glasses. Yes. You you yes. have you you have a great sight. Yes. Amen. And uh, I wanna I wanna tell you, as you're listening today, this all happened because of a visit to Faith Church.
2: Yes. Amen. To yes. Faith Church. Yes. Uh, yes. I
1: want to invite you. We're, we're just out of time, okay. and I let you talk this entire yes. time, and that was that's a great testimony. Yes. If you are if you are listening today, and you have a need from God, faith is the answer. Put your faith in God. Yes, uh, pa- Pastor Pastor Johnny put his faith in God, and God responded for him on his behalf. Yes. Healed. Uh, from his stomach healed from blindness, yes. and now you're you're good to go. Yes, amen. And so amen. we put our hope, we put our trust in God. Uh, Faith Church mm. and uh, uh, Senior Pastor Kelly yes. uh, is there, and the church is at 8023 Hebner Road. Yes, and the service time is at 10 a.m. Yes, and you at can 10. find them on the website at faithchurchsa.com. Yes, sir. So I want to invite you, to San Antonio, on behalf of. Of Faith Church, uh, to come out to church, come out right on Hebner. Service time, service time is at ten a.m. and come out, have a good time. Come as you are, worship the Lord, have faith yes. at Faith Church, and watch God do a tremendous miracle. Yes, God bless you.
2: God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for joining us today
0: as we featured our AM six thirty The Word Church of the Week.